This is ESPN Radio. Barbados. Cheese, Cheese eggs, eggs, and potatoes. Man, that make me hungry right now. Man. Well, at least you'll be willing to eat long like somebody who like is having complaints about the bagels in the cafe here on the campus of ESPN. Yeah, Alan Yates, I'm talking to you. You complain about bagel the bagels? Be, his bagel has to be a certain way. Man, really? listen. Oh, yeah. Listen to what? But before we listen, Jay Wins, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPN. You presented by Progressive Insurance. Now we're going to listen to Alan Yates and his breakfast shenanigans involving bagels and no holes and everything like that. Well, I got my bagel first time in a long time uh-huh. from the cafe. Yeah. First what, time right? caller, be- long time be- caller. Because sustenance is good for the body. It's good for the show. It's good for the soul. And damn it, it's good for the country. A lot of empty calories there for you. That's shocking for you. Listen, it really I, is. I, 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 I'm struggling. Mm. But All right. I, got a, I got a waffle. I mean, uh, not a waffle. A, a waffle bagel? bagel? Yeah. Nah, a bagel. <laughs> and that. usually, so I had a problem. Like, usually the bagels I've been grabbing from the cafe, they ain't got holes in them. And I don't like that. I don't want a big clump. Of just bread, you want it to be the like the fresh dough, yeah, like the one that comes out of the I bakery. Be able to fresh, grab it and hold. I gotta touch a bunch of stuff. But the calf I don't isn't have a like big roll of, of bread in my hand. So the bagel I just got, but the calf isn't like a, a like a real bakery. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna get like the fresh. Man, they got every other bagel on the planet, and all them joints got holes in them. I order a regular plain bagel where they give me a butt, like the butt of the bread in a loaf. Like Stop just, getting just the plain joint. It's you called the end slice, by the way. I don't want. No that. one's ever called it that. The butt. No one's ever called the like, end like, slice like the butt of the get bread. The butt of the no bagel. one has ever yeah. called it that. You know what I'm talking about. Using a bagel for I other want things. holes <laughs> in my bagels, bruh. That's all I want. I'm not asking for much. I feel like that should be an easy thing. Tough times and holes in bagels, huh? Okay. <laughs> Lots of <Right>. bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do, man. Yo, you guys see this Kyler Murray stuff? Stop it. You're not doing this today. Yeah, not, Stop no, it. Up. Not today, Pat Pat Costello. No, not we're shutting you down, Pat Costello. No, we're not letting you do Can't this today. It. Stop not it. Today. No, we're, we're staying on this for a minute. And, and damn the torpedoes. And by Forget the way, I, I got I to gotta say, Keyshawn Johnson, stop FaceTiming me. What, no, you know he's nah, going to do it more now. Actually, I'm no. about to say, I wait a minute. Time, Tell the him. truth. No, because he's hitting me. You know, he's in his new studio. Got his dressing know, room. He's showing the kicks. He's showing the J's. Laying back. That's my man, people are, grand. People are giving him manicure and pedicure yeah, and feeding him fruit. Better let Skip talk. Nah, he, <laughs> nah, he, he ain't, ain't letting him talk. He ain't letting him talk. <laughs> he's leaving so that alone. It's great, man. Keith's family more than anything. He's always going to be family. No matter what happens in our business. I keep telling people all the time. Like yesterday, Ian Fitzsimmons and I did the show. And we're no longer doing our night show because Ian's going to do 7 to 10 with Amber Wilson. I'm going to be doing 3 to 7 Harry Douglas. But we're always going to be family, even though for always. eight years we were a show together. And we want to see family win. And we want to see family win. You know, Not at our expense because, you know, not like that. But, you know, we, we want to see them succeed. Let's put it that way. We don't want to see them fail no matter what exactly. goes on in their lives other than Pat Costello. We want to see him fail all the time trying to derail shows. All the time. Kyler. Don't, don't bring a Calabari. Shut up. up. We're not trying to hear you Back today. To to Shut up. Nuno just, <laughs> just put his head down and walked the opposite way. <laughs> Pat, always trying to change the subject, Pat. Don't you know, Pat, you have to be uncomfortable to learn how to grow? Man, do you guys want to know who's going to start no, Pat. the Cardinals? No, we don't, Pat. Hey, no, Pat. Here's, we don't. Here's Jonathan Gannon, Cardinals head coach, in his presser yesterday. He was noncommittal. 
I guess it would have hit play. I think we got a pretty good plan in place, but I want to see them, you know, both go through the next two weeks. I think that how the plan that we have to evaluate that and to get that done and, and the team knowing the why behind it, I think they're comfortable with it, but feel good about where it's at. I'm not going to name a starter because I think it's a competitive advantage for us going to Washington, but we'll know who the starter is. Yeah, in 2024, it's Caleb Williams. There you go. <laughs> we don't, you don't have by, to name by, a starter in 2023. Way, right, so, so Kyler Murray isn't going to play the first four games, and we'll see if he actually can make the roster, which it would be shocking if he doesn't, but then yeah. he could potentially miss the season. But, like, in, in the reality of things, like, so what? Like, the Cardinals, there's a, a new GM, there's a new head coach. Mm-hmm. If you're coming into the situation with the body of work that has been proven with Kyle Murray, nobody questions his talent. But he was a fit with a different style from a coaching regime that is no longer there. So me as a new head coach, right, if I'm coming in this situation, if I'm Coach Gant, I'm like, this is what I want it to be. He doesn't fit into that scenario. Mm -hmm. In order for us to get what I want, in order for me to continue to be here, I need this. So... What we're going to do is we're going to tank games. We're they not are. going to say it. We're going to give our best effort, quote unquote, uh-huh. but we're going to play guys that aren't going to get you the results that other fans want. Yep. And we're going to start building yep. so we can build the right foundation and culture that I want. And Kyler Murray is not part of that equation. They're doing the same thing that the Colts did the year they had Curtis Painter's their quarterback. Peyton Manning was injured, and they were going, as they called it, suck for luck. And they did for Andrew Luck. They're also doing the same thing they did back when they got rid of everybody from Steve Wilkes and the GM, and they moved on from Josh Rosen. They drafted with the 10th pick in the draft that year, and he's supposed to be the quarterback of the future. Moved all that out of there because they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, and they said the system I run, he can't do it. Move on from Josh Rosen. They draft Kyler Murray number one. Any team that knows this, if you're in the middle, you're nowhere. If you're not a championship team, you better be in the best possible position to start over and bring in the people that you want as a coaching staff and as a GM staff. You can call it tanking for Caleb or whatever you want. All those things are true. But if you're the Arizona Cardinals, why would you not do this? Because you don't want to bring back Kyler Murray. You didn't sign up on that deal as the GM and the head coach. You're not beholden to him when it comes to that. Exactly. You inherited it. Right. Right. So then also you're looking at when they made when they made it a statement that Colt McCoy is no longer you're like, oh, wow. Because yeah. they know wow, Colt okay. McCoy. They know Colt McCoy rallied the troops and get them ready. All of a sudden they went to eight and nine and not be in the position of Jeff Caleb Williams. They're like, we're not having that. It's like, OK, Clayton Toon, <laughs> who we drafted in the fifth round. OK, Joshua Dobbs, who just arrived in Arizona. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's like who's not bad, by the way. Who's not bad. No, he's talented. Not bad, but at yeah. the same time, it's like. We're, there's a youth movement. Like, I, I, um, there's a movement, I've all right. I've seen so many GMs do this. And, Freddie, you and I have kicked it a lot over the last several years. And we've had some conversations about, uh, <laughs> and it's going to sound cruel, but it's okay. like. But be truthful. Sometimes coaches and GMs look at how do I get the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. right. How do I reestablish the culture and foundation I want with extending my window? Mm-hmm to set a lower bar to slowly show momentum that I am building right. to then get an extension to extend the bag that I get. Right? It all works together. I, I've had one friend that was a GM, right? I'm not going to tell you which team okay. or which league it was in, but literally it's like, I'm going to burn it down. I'm like, but what you have is decent. It's marginal. He's like, yeah, but I don't want marginal. And I want sustainability. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to burn it down. I'm going to trade out my assets, right? Because mm-hmm. they're really not bought in. They're right. talented, but they're not bought into what I want to build. 
right? And I'm like, well, some of them could be. He's like, yeah, but Jay. Why take that chance? Why even take the, why even risk it? It's like buying a used car. You're inheriting somebody else's problems. Thank you. So he's like, I'm going to burn it down. He sold off parcels. Here and there are these assets. And what they started to do is like, they start off like not having a lot of wins. Then they started winning like slightly more games the next year, mm-hmm. slightly more games the year afterwards. Right. His contract was up, Freddie. Look at the positive momentum. Look at the foundation that we're building. Look at the trust that we have in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Boom, bigger deal. He got his bag. And then all of a sudden, you started to feel a little bit of the pressure, right? Because then they started to have to make moves. Right. By the way, he's already in year four, right? That That's, that's three. You're in your second contract, the bigger bag, and then you start pushing like your foot towards like the, the you know what I mean? Right. Put on the gas. Okay. But it, it's a process over time. You don't right. just start swinging right out of the gate. Right. By the way, Jay Wins, Freddie coming together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80 and ESPNU. And you can do that in the NFL when you don't have the same words in the NBA. There's no draft lottery in the there NFL. There you go. In the NBA, you really, if, if you're going to tank. I didn't say what league my friend was in, did I? No, you didn't. Okay. But if you're going to tank in the NBA, you know that there's a lottery, and you can finish. Even if you're the worst team in the league, there are no guarantees you're going to get that number one pick. In the NFL, you can do that. You can go 2-15, and 15 and you know more than likely you're going to be the worst team in the league. And it sets you up where you can say, we can get the Bro. guy we need. We can build off of that because we know that guy can play. We put pieces around him. You don't want somebody like Colt McCoy going out there rallying the troops and having you in a playoff contention when you know the guy you really want is going to make your franchise better down the road. You can do that in the NFL when you don't have a draft lottery situation like what goes on in the NBA. I used to say it all the time. Two things can be true at the same time. right? Mm-hmm. You can have somebody say, we're burning it down. I'm going to extend my career. Absolutely. I'm going to get that next payday. At the same time, while we focus on the player that we want to achieve next year in the draft. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when you got a and guy by like way, that. When you get that, guess what that does, Freddie? We just landed Caleb Williams. Now you have all the momentum behind you. Mm-hmm. Right now it's like, yeah. all right, how are we going to – we don't want to rush his process, his development. We got to make sure our old line is in a good place, right? We got to build that over time. Right. It extends the runway even more. Yeah, the leader of the Pretty Love Hate Machine, known as our producer, Nuno, he's got a question about this whole thing. Well, Nuno, first time, long time. Appreciate you joining the show. Not a problem. Uh, Jay, big fan. Big <laughs> Shut up, fan. Nuno. Big fan. Uh, Way to lean like in. Hoodie. <laughs> yes. Tell like your hoodie. No, no, listen, we know, we know our friend Keyshawn and his friends at USC. Uh, you know, they have a nice collective, right, with NIL. Yeah, if good collective. Yeah, if you're... Caleb Williams and it's the Arizona Cardinals who are, have the number one pick. Do you and you're making good money? Do you pull a, uh, you know, Peyton Manning and go back to school for another year? Like, because I know, uh, Kaler, uh, Caleb has come out and said, "Oh, I, I'm not sure yet. Like, he hasn't mm-hmm. made a decision." But like, does that factor into it? I think, of course, it factors into it. But I, if anything, I'm having a lot of conversations with my representation about how they're doing things differently in Arizona. Yeah. How this is different. Yeah. Prove to me how this is going to be different. Sell me. Court me. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Talk Buy me through me. the process. Why me? me? Buy me dinner. But I, I, t- I do like Tell me Ar- I'm pretty. I do like Arizona, though. I, well, Arizona's a great spot. I love if, the Red if, Sea. I, 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 yeah. I, I think their fan base is great. I think it's a great place to mm-hmm. live. Yeah. Um, uh, Pat, who's an Eagle fan, is just cursing out uh, Jonathan Gannon, though. Why? Why are you cursing out Jonathan Gannon? What do you do to you other than leave your team to get a pro coaching job where there's only 32 of those in the NFL? He blew it in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because he's facing Patrick Mahomes. No, he's facing Patrick Mahomes. No, he blew it. How did he, he blow the- it? How? 
How? Explain to me how no you do it. No adjustments. Zero it adjustments. It didn't matter if he made an adjustment. Makes, Patrick Mahomes would have figured it out. He would have figured it out. Terrible. Move on. I hope the worst for him in Pat. Arizona. <laughs> I hope they don't win another game for bitter, the rest of his life. Bitter party of one. Your table's ready. Awful. Jeez. Can I bring the water to Pat's table? I don't think. Yeah, yes, you can. As long as you I don't bring your donuts. Bring a fire extinguisher, too. Yeah, bring a fire extinguisher, too. You need to cool them off. with the Cardinals. I'm taking the under on everything. Oh, immediately. Absolutely. Coin put that tosses, put that in all caps. Coin tosses. Yeah. You can't take put, the under on put the coin toss. You really can't. It's, it it's 50-50. There's no over-under there. There's no third coin. Under, under, under. Points, total yards. There's no over-under on the coin. Like, you know, heads, tails, landing on its side. That doesn't work. They got to reflip it. I'm taking the under. You know, you got double zero in the roulette joint? Yeah, that's me. We started from bagels and the end butt of the bread to this. When it comes to Alan Yates, by the way, Caliburn and the Cardinals used to be a perfect pair, just like Alan Yates and Bagels. Perfect pair is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups <laughs> with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Hit us up on the X anytime you want at Real Jay Williams and at Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well at 888 say espn 888 You don't have to worry about the San Francisco 49ers tanking. Uh-uh. They think that Purdy, Brock Purdy, is the guy. But we can name at least 11 guys. Better than him in the NFC. Keep it here on ESPN Can Radio we? and ESPN. Well, at least I'll try. Okay. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is ESPN Radio. What if Brock Purdy, or as I like to say, Purdy, Brock Purdy, is not the guy for the San Francisco 49ers, and you don't have Trey Lance in the background waiting? Hmm. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN. You will get to that, and quarterbacks that are better than him, but may not be better for the San Francisco 49ers. But Matt in the great state of Virginia at 888-729-3776. He wants to win in the bagel conversation. That guy started with Alan Yates behind the scenes. Magic Uh-oh. Matt, what you got? Hey, guys. Great to be on. Appreciate you. Um, I just uh, – I'm I'm a bagel connoisseur, and I go to bagel – I have my favorite bagel places to go to all the time. Okay. And if I've had them where – you know, they try to put the hole in, but when they bake them, they kind of close a little bit, but it's still got the indentation. 
to me, that's okay. But if there's if it's just a loop, then it's not. And I've had that too. But my worst thing was what I wanted to compare it to was if you go get uh, my other favorite is a uh, a, a soft baked pretzel. Mm. And I've had Don't pretzels that, that are not pretzels. Oh. They're soft, but they they're pretzels, but they there's no loop in them. Oh, they're just that's like not a pretzel. All, they're all focused together so it's the same you know it's the same premise but i mean i just thought it was funny because i was okay. listening to them talk <laughs> y'all talk about it and mm-hmm. anyhow you so, get the body going other than that, the only thing i can say is jay will go tar heels oh wow day. there we tar! go rivalries run silent run <laughs> deep run real. hard run long you're not a real fan yes you're not he is a real tar- why is he not a real fan i said tar and he didn't yell out here hey, i don't think he wants to be in the same sentence with a duke fan who's trying to he knew you were trying to troll him he wasn't falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I was 28 in uh, in the Dean Dome. I feel confident. Not that you were counting, right? No, every I was counting every bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, every, Dick was transparent. Every oh, yeah. one. Every one. Like, wait a minute. I knew. I could tell and when I know, got one from the left they, corner, you know, the and, elbow, and they hurt pinned down. I know, I, all my, so a lot of my boys went uh, are Carolina fans. And yeah. They hurt me, though. I mean, the way they the way they got us on the way out with Coach K, just. I know. <sighs> The worst, that's deep. the worst part. It's one thing, deep. If you lose a like Wake Forest AC tournament twice, game, though, it was like the, twice. The, yeah. the, the meme of me, yeah. trying to call timeout inside yeah. Cameron Indoor. Like I I'm talking that. to my coach, like you hear me, coach? Please. I, I was watching and that live. He didn't live. call timeout. We yeah. lost mm-hmm. everybody back, and then in the Final Four, it was just, yeah. oh damn! Mm-hmm. You got to take that with you to your really grave. Chaps man. my ass. <laughs> it bagels you, it, huh? Uh, it, it bagels you. <laughs> I can't oh, get away from this visual. Please oh, make it plan. stop. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Stop. <laughs> Satan, I rebuke thee. Damn well, you, Satan. John Demisca. Back to Kyler. Exactly. No, John Demisca is going to get us away from that. John Demisca, what do you got to say, brother, about the Arizona Cardinals and their future with or without Kyler Murray? Yeah, I just want to make a quick comment, and then I'll hang up here what you guys have to say. It, to me, it seems like I don't see why Arizona would want Caleb Williams. Okay. Having Kyler, not wanting Kyler Murray, because to me it seems like he's the same player, coached by the same coach in college and the same system, and I don't see why they would want to go in that direction again. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's completely fair. They have a similar style. I think people look at at Caleb Williams as less of a guy that's a system guy. This is just me spitballing. Less of a guy that's a system guy than Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray fit with Cliff Kingsbury, that kind of air raid system that he played in in college, a little bit of that at Oklahoma after he left the uh, Texas A&M. I just wonder how much people look at Caleb Williams that you can plug and play him in any system, no matter what it is, and he'll be able to make that work and not just be a total system guy like Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't we – I, I kind of laugh at, like, how we, we love putting quarterbacks in certain boxes. Sure. Right? So, Fair. I mean, watching what they were able to do at Oklahoma then watch how that's translated to their style of play at USC. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't you think that he's a very innovative coach and understanding? Oh, Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Okay, very innovative coach, right? No doubt. So then understanding the system in which Jalen Hurts comes from. Mm-hmm. And, and Kyler Gannon, Murray and, and Baker John, Mayfield. And Jonathan Gannon. Like, why would you think that couldn't work? Maybe he looks at Caleb Williams and said, that looks like a, I want a quarterback to look like. Exactly. Compared to Kyler Murray. Exactly. Taller, sturdier frame. Yeah. You know, has that arm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just different. Yeah. Like, I just uh, – look, I mean, Key used to talk about all the time. He used to talk about little itty-bitty quarterbacks. And I used to he always try like to yeah. retort against that. And then, like, getting a chance to go down to games and seeing it, I'm like, okay, like, watching Bryce Young 
standing at the O line, like on his tippy toes, trying to see. Or like you, I want him to win, but it really makes you think like, how durable is he? Uh-huh. And then what's his ability to stand in the pocket and see things over the top yeah. of some of these giants? But here, here's where, not saying that Key's wrong in that, but here's the deal that was really told to me by Ron Jaworski when he worked here and was so accurate because he could bring that kind of perspective. He said, Freddie, guys don't throw over people. They throw in between people. Mm. And if you're a smaller quarterback, it's probably even harder to do that because it's harder for the wide receivers so they have to know where the ball is coming from. So they look for those slots, and they see where the ball is coming from so they can track the football. He said Drew Brees was so good at that because he knew exactly where to get to those open sla- sla- uh, open spaces and throw between people. He said guys that throw over the top alignment are 6'6". Josh Allen throws over the top of people. But he said not everybody's like that. So more often than not, it's not about throwing over offensive linemen. It's throwing in between those slots. And he said, if you're a smaller quarterback, it can be even more difficult because you got to know exactly where that lane is. So it's a flight pattern that the receivers can see that. He said the worst thing for a wide receiver is that he's running a pattern and he's looking for the ball. Also, the ball appears out of nowhere. He says any quarterback that throws between those alleys knows exactly where the finals are. So it's a clear, clear line of sight between the quarterback and wide receiver. But that's also what Key was talking. Key also mentioned, made mention of the fact that sometimes he had to see the ball leave the hand. Absolutely. So he could recognize that when the yep. ball just comes out. And so you can see the spin you're, you're, and you're, you're going it is. and you're trying to turn. Yep. You're like, oh, it's just, mm-hmm. it gets different when you can see it coming out. Absolutely. If different you can't field. see it, 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 also the ball just magically appears like David Copperfield. <laughs> and you're like, wait, then you got to make adjustments and everything Great. like that. So that, that's something that Bryce Young will have to deal with. And maybe even Brock Purdy as well. One more from Richard in Orlando. Richard in Orlando, what you got, my friend? Hey, good morning, my fraternity brother. Good morning, my fraternity brother. What up, man? What's, What's up, Richard? Man? What's up? What's up, Richie Rich? What All right. Got? Hey, I uh, I think that uh, the Trey Lance deal to me was to fortify the franchise to help the franchise. I think it helped the franchise. I, you know, I think these guys sometimes they think they're such prima donnas that they need to know about, <clears throat> excuse me, everything that's going on. And sometimes it's best for the team. I don't know you if agree? I yeah, I don't know if I characterize Trey Lance as a prima donna, but then then I'm not there day by day. But based on what I've seen and heard, I don't know if I put him in that category, but. If that was the case, he had not proven anything. He made it very easy for the San Francisco 49ers to say, well, we got a guy that we know can play, that played a lot better than you and Brock Purdy. And if you're acting like that, then we're good. Yeah, I I can't characterize the prima donna thing either. But what I will say, though, is, you know, people act just because you get drafted high and teams lose assets over you that things are supposed to be given to you. That's not the world that we live in. No, it's not. Right? Like, and I've, I've heard some of the best athletes in the world talk about, even though, like, you know, like Brock Purdy, it, there's a certain mentality that you need to have. Like, I was watching uh, Kobe's name trend a little bit mm-hmm. because uh, James Harden, there was a video of, uh, of James talking about, you know, where he is at this stage of his career and that he can't drink tequila and how he's into wine now and that he can have like a couple of glasses of wine and it gets him there. It doesn't feel good. Right. And you know, a lot of the feedback on social media was like, man, we really miss like Kobe where it was all about like by any means necessary for me to have an advantage. Right. And I really think that sometimes with this generation, that a little bit of that is missing, right? Just because you can be drafted high, you still need to have that mentality as if you were drafted last because it's the start of your journey. 
Like it's not That's the it's not the end game, right? A lot of people, are like, oh, I got drafted, I made it. No, you didn't make it. Making it is when you become the best ever. Yep. So how are you striving to continue to achieve that? So when you come into a scenario, Freddie, mm-hmm. and you think that stuff is supposed to be given to you, you're watching the other guys who nothing's been given. They'll go out and they'll take it from you. Right. Sam Darnold went and he took it right. from Trey Lance. Yeah. Now, granted, Trey coming off injury, but still it's like, yo, man, yeah. you got to go out and take it. Yeah, and Brock Purdy did go out and take it, and now it's his job in San Francisco as QB1, not QB Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick of the draft. But what if he's not the guy in year two for the 49ers team that is built to win now? He's Jay Williams from Freddie Coleman. We'll get into that next. So stick and stay with ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. By the way, coming into work this morning, I was listening to the original of this by Michael McDonald. Mm. I keep forgetting. And then I said, now I got to listen to the other one. And I was listening to this right afterwards. It's Warren G. Keep going. I keep forgetting. (laughs) There you go. Come on, man. Mashup. Outstanding. Jay Wins, Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive. Oh, yeah. You can mash up stuff like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? That that would be tough. I'll tell you a quick story. On ESPN Radio with the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPNU. When I worked in music radio at WWRL AM 1600 in New York, and we did like a mashup of like a couple of songs. And our program director said, that's fantastic. We're going to get fired, so you can't do that anymore. <laughs> the, boss, the boss heard it. He you doesn't like do it. it anymore. You can't do no. it anymore. No but, but we matched together like Robert Palmer when he, did his, he, when he remade Mercy, Mercy, Me, The Ecology. And we matched that with Marvin Gaye's original. And we lined it up with the pitch and everything. It sounded fantastic. Ooh. But our boss did not like it. So he said, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. So we used to mash up stuff like that all the time, music Come radio. Oh man. I had to do that we one time. We need more of that. Yeah, we had to mash up Michael McDonald and, you know, I Warren G and Nate just sure for the hell of it. PMs is equal. You have to make the, the, the beats per minute are equal. No doubt about it. And we did. And we made that work. There was, yeah, uh, was, there was video posted yesterday of me um, doing right. some karaoke. Where? Uh, with some friends, with Scooter uh, Braun, who's like a brother to me. Okay. Uh, Usher was on his way to meet us, and uh, we, right. were, we were trying to do it. Um, let's just say it. 
You know, like when you're in the moment and you have a couple of libations and uh, the liquid courage, really, you lean into it. Follow the liquor. That's what you um, told me. When, when I saw the final edited version, I was like, ooh, that's not the best representation <laughs> of my voice. Doesn't sound like it does in the shower. No, it does not. It does not sound like but it sounds in your head. Effort. An yeah. A for effort, though. And well, then, but it's, it's the hand gestures. Like when you really... Like you for me, like when it. I really get into it, like I want to be a performer, but then I start like naturally just doing things that aren't meant for public consumption. They're not performance-esque? Yeah, it just starts like, you know, all of a sudden I'm on one leg and I'm like grinding. I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't be moving <laughs> like that. He's on, he thinks he's a background dancer yeah. for Chris uh, Brown. For Chris Brown, yeah. No, no, like for Jodeci. It turns into a Jodeci background oh, dance. So you, so you ignored the point Shoot. wave and grab. You just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Motion. I start... Okay. The overbite Shoot. comes out. I still want to make a joke and ask a question, but I'm not. Like Major Pain. Oh, God. Somewhere, David Wayans is going, thank you for the shout out when it comes to Major Pain. Pat, save this segment, Pat. Exactly. No, no, no. Keep Shut off his mic, please. Back to Brock Purdy. Shut off his mic, please. is Purdy. Purdy is Purdy, but he was not a Major Pain last year for the San Francisco 49ers. See what I did that gets back on track as far as that goes, I do the best I can. Thank God somebody's professional. Not me. I'm just maybe <laughs> as less professional as you guys are at times when it comes to that. But, you know, I digress. But what if he's not the guy? As great as he was last year, undefeated in the regular season, helped the 49ers win a playoff game, got injured against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Sam Darnold better be the guy. Okay. If, Brock, if, right, you're, if, you're, if you're telling me that after Kyle Shanahan's interview that when you find out that Trey Lance is third – He's QB3. Yes. Well, right? Now QB really three in Dallas, but yeah. No if he's QB3 there. in San Francisco, that you've, from what you've seen through training camp, has led you to believe that Sam Darnold is a more suitable backup to Brock Purdy right. than Trey Lance, the guy that you took high in the draft, that you traded a lot of assets away from. He better be the guy. Okay. You better be able to revive his career from what he's seen from his days with the Jets to the Panthers to where he is now. Okay. Has to be. Yeah. There's no other choice. Like, essentially what you're telling me, though, is like your system has taken you there. We believe that, Freddie. But if Brock Purdy can't be the guy, Sam Darnold is the next best you have in line to help your team get to the NFC Championship. And by the way, for me, Mm -hmm. that is the bar. That is the bar. No, I'm with you. Yeah. For the 49ers. It's either get to the championship or it's a bust. Get to the NFC Championship or bust of a year. With the talent that they have on that roster, who else are you saying is going to come out of the NFC besides the Eagles or maybe the boys? There's nobody else that I can see right now. Now, you always get sleepers. I understand. Teams can come out of nowhere. Could be the Green Bay Packers, for example. You can get Minnesota that maybe goes on a magical run. I hear you. It could happen. Um, Seattle with Geno Smith, maybe. Right? Um, Detroit, maybe. But if you end up. Yeah. I like them to win a division. I don't know about winning the NFC. Okay. When it comes to Detroit. I, I, New Orleans Saints, sleeper. sleeper. With their defense, yes. Sleeper because they're a defense. Yep. But if, if you don't get there, and then all of a sudden say something happens to Brock Purdy, gets hurt, and Sam Darnold's not the guy, that's a problem. Yeah. That's going to look really, really bad moving yeah. forward. That is a yikes situation. You think about Brock Purdy, you made a great point about how the system, and not saying it didn't elevate him, elevate him, but it elevate him enough that it can be very quarterback friendly and it be is quarterback protection proof. When it comes to what they're able to do in San Francisco, we've seen that what it was able to do with they thought it was going to have with Trey Lance, but Jimmy Garoppolo had more wins, twice as many wins as losses playing in that system. But you look at Brock Purdy in terms of overall quarterbacks in the NFC. 
he's not even a top five guy, but he's with a top five team that if he doesn't screw it up, has the ability to get to a Super Bowl. For example, he's not better than Dak Prescott in Dallas. I don't not better than Jalen Hurts. Not better than Jalen Hurts. So that's two. I don't think he's better than Daniel Jones or the Giants in terms of overall athletic, overall quarterback ability. I'm not going to put him above Daniel Jones. That's three. He's definitely not above Justin Fields in Chicago. Can I ask you a question? Just because I, I would agree with you, but I think it's closer than okay. the way we just labeled it. I mean, in we've seen one good year from Daniel Jones. That's fair. Right, in which he cut down on the turnovers. Like everything is trending in the right direction. I mean, we've kind of seen the same from Brock Purdy. Okay, and they're going further. All right, all right. I'll still so say he's I, better. I get it's what not... the overall body looks like and the athletic ability. Got it. But like Brock Purdy does have characteristics, he has stuff to him, man. Okay, he got, no, he does. He got stuff to him. Like I'm not gonna, yeah, sit up here and belittle Brock Purdy to say no. like he, you know, no, and that and that's completely fair. That's completely fine. I just don't think he's better than Daniel Jones right now. That could change in a year or two. He's, I don't think he's better than Jared Goff of Detroit. That's five. Not better than Kirk Cousins, Minnesota. That's six. You think he's better than Kirk Cousins? Okay. You can you can you can make a I, I you can like, make a different I, argument, I, I, counselor. I like Kirk Cousins. I just don't think it's solidified. I, and I wonder. Okay. It always seems like it comes back to me. I mean, granted. No. Okay. I would agree. Kirk okay. Cousins is better because I. Uh, if their defense was formidable, it would it would have been a different year for them. Right. Their defense was atrocious. No doubt. He's not better than Derek Carr, the Saints. No. He's better than Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. Not better than Justin Fields. We said that, Yeah, right? we said that. He's, he's better than Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. Yep. He's better than Bryce Young with the Carolina Panthers. Yep, not better than Geno Smith. Is he better than – he's not better than Geno Smith. That's eight. He's not better than Matthew Stafford, no matter what communication probably got on there. I just that's don't nine. know what I'm going to get with Matthew Stafford and all the injuries. But, but he's I still mean, not better than him. That's nine. Is he better than Baker Mayfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes. You think he's better? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say no. I think Baker Mayfield At this stage, yes. I, I That's still, an interesting I, I, I caveat. Really, yeah. I really question the confidence level you know you and the sustainability that of that with Baker now. You swayed me on that one. If you asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think I, I'm, I'm curious to see what version of Baker Mayfield we're going to get because I feel like he's playing yeah. for his career. So, in essence, the 49ers could eventually get to the Super Bowl with a guy that may not be a top 10 quarterback in the NFC. Not the NFL, the NFC. Think about that. They could get to a Super Bowl without a top-ten quarterback. The system. system works. system is genius. Mm-hmm. It I is. can't knock the system. And if it doesn't work for Brock Purdy, he's got a backup in Sam Darnold. It better work for Sam Darnold. Yes. If it does not work for Brock, it better work for Sam Darnold. Well, it better work for San Francisco. Because time <laughs> is a ticking with the talent that they have on that roster. Yeah. And they still haven't signed Nick Bosa, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's still something they got to fix. Although people think that's going to happen before the first game of the season, but then he's got to give the speed really, really quickly. Or you got to maintain that pace, but they got enough filthy McNasties on defense that they can kind of shoulder that load until Nick Bolsa is ready. Keep those calls coming in about the NFL. We're nine days away from the NFL season at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, will it be today for Jonathan Taylor to be traded by the Indianapolis Colts? Me and Jay will get to that on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and ESPNU. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? 
to vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How'd it come? FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is ESPN Radio. For the day that we can be together. This is Yates singing to his bagel. <laughs> We're meant to, meant to be together, dog. At least for two minutes before you devour and, and dump it you down your system. Think twice. Wow. <laughs> That is tremendous. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Lord is my chef. That is, I <laughs> shall, a bagel you shall not want. Exactly. My lips to God's ears. <laughs> or his lips to that bagel. He's Jay Woods and Freddie oh, coming God. together. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio. You what started it. Happened? You started it. The ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And I, don't forget about some ESPNU. You and and I love how really Pat started. shakes his head. Pat says this type of stuff every day. Yes, he and does. And then he tries to act all oh, Mr. Eight, eight, professional. Eight. Stop. ESPN, 888 Dennis on line two. What's up, Dennis? Hey, uh, first, first, good morning, fellas. Good morning, I, good morning uh, Dennis. I gotta, I gotta with, yeah, I'm here. Uh, but I, I gotta, Dennis, gotta Dennis, get, Dennis, Dennis, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Dennis. Oh. Dennis, are you? Dennis, hello? Stop starting trouble, Jay. Go ahead, Dennis. <laughs> Go ahead, Dennis. I'm messing with you, Dennis. Ignore Go ahead, him. man. You got Go ahead. it. How this is going now. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, I'm on your side. Jay yeah, Will is Tuesday not. It's Tuesday morning, Dennis. We got to have some fun, you know? That's true. Well, uh, I know, and we're going to have some fun right <laughs> Ooh, now. Okay. There we go. Okay. Now, but hey, uh, all, all seriousness, I got to disagree with about your take on Jay, uh, Baker. I mean, I think Baker Baker's much farther or better than Purdy. If you think about it back when he's playing Kansas City in that championship game, if it wasn't that helmet to helmet hit, which would be a felony in 49 out of 50 states against mm. Rashard Higgins. The Browns probably would have won that game, and he, he would have been going to the Super Bowl. And the whole history would have been different for Baker Mayfield. Well, I'll yeah, say this. Can, can, I, can I just tell him real quick? I mean, that was the AFC, I, it was the AFC I, Divisional Playoff game, the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Continue. Thank you for the correction. I'm here, um, I'm here for you. Welcome to professional sports. You know, uh, one of the things that somebody told me when I first became an athlete is that the margin for being great and the margin for maybe being out the league is that slim. Absolutely. Right? It's like, you know, he were to bring up, like, you said AFC Championship game? No, it was an AFC Divisional Playoff game. Okay, but, Divisional but, Playoff Because Kansas game. was kicking their behind. I agree. Yeah, and so like, Cleveland scared them to death. There's so many athletes throughout the history of time that I can go back and say, but if this, if this didn't, that would have... Like so, like we always talk about like the element of luck in so many different manners, right? Like Tom Brady for some of the greats, because when those things happen, the stars align, right? It's the residue of design, mm-hmm. right? And I get the, all the work, but like different scenarios. Yeah. That's like where you get drafted. It's like getting drafted to play with Greg Popovich is way different than getting drafted to play with, you know, a, a, a random head coach that gets a shot at it. That comes up from the G League. Okay. Different scenarios, right? Right. Like, uh-huh. If Victor Wimbayama was drafted to Detroit as opposed to drafted to San Antonio, you might be looking at it a little bit differently. Even though Monty Williams is there now. But I love right. Monty. It's yeah. diff- but it's different because Greg Povich has skins on the wall. I'm just saying. You know, it, so that, that stuff matters, man. So I hear what he's saying, but I also see how it's very different. Yeah. And, it's, and for example, look at Jonathan Taylor's situation right now. They gave him until today to be traded, that he has to go out and work out a deal with teams that don't want to trade for him. Although, based on Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, the Colts running back, 
there are teams interested. The question is, what kind of scenario is going to happen to have that trade happen? Are the Colts going to sign off on it? And then where is he going to go? Because I know if I'm Jonathan Taylor, if I'm leaving the Colts, I don't want to go to a team that's worse than the Colts just to get out of that situation and maybe get the money that I believe and I know that I deserve that I'm not going to give in the Indianapolis Colts. Freddie, I understand that agents are always supposed to have the best interests of their client. But I, I, I think a lot of people, if you were to rewind the tape, we always study tape as athletes, right, and coaches. If you were to look at the tape, I think his agent would have a yeah. lot of questionable decisions with the way he's met the confrontation with Jim Irsay. Right. And first off, he's trying to label Jim Irsay as a guy who's against players and doesn't want to see players succeed. And and look, like there are a lot of things I go against owners for. That's not who Jim Irsay is. Jim Irsay has stood on the right side of history with a lot of different things as it relates to players. I mean, even with the way he's handled Andrew Luck, paying him throughout retirement, Marvin Harrison, we made up that situation. Mm-hmm. We talked about that during the break. Right. He's he's done right by a lot of players. So this is also a byproduct of the CBA. This is a byproduct of reflective of where we are in the times with running backs. No doubt. And by building a contentious relationship and airing out dirty laundry, it's led to that type of relationship now. It's interesting. Maybe Jonathan Taylor would have been better served to not have an agent like what worked for Lamar Jackson. Or maybe <laughs> I just th- an agent. I didn't think who, I'd ever say that. Maybe an agent who didn't turn it into a media battle. Well, you're never going to win the personal media battle. You're just not going to win that as an agent because no matter what, people are always going to look at players as greedy, even in the NFL, even in a position that owners, general managers, and personal types have devalued. When it comes to the running back position, you put that out there, automatically the court of public sentiment is going to align the other way because they look at players as being greedy. Not that you're owed what you believe you deserve or what you believe your worth is, or what your market value is. They're going to, more than often, the average Joe and Josephine will look at you as being greedy and you're playing a sport, even though it's not the same scenario and situation when it comes to Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs when it comes to those guys who perform well running back and are still getting disrespected because of the fact they've devalued their position in the NFL. So this happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, Gilbert Arenas had made the comment, right, that he he made $171 million over his career, um, that he would – not like if, if he had taken $50 million less for a championship, would he do it? And he said, no. Right. And it, we turned it into a bit. We did. And we public sentiment was like, yeah, $120 million, a lot of money. I'll take that in the ring. Right. So for me, I mean, I've always known this to be the case, Freddie, but you're going to lose your argument in the court of public opinion when you're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars Absolutely. from people that are doing, working their asses off to make ends meet, yeah. right? So when somebody sees, oh, I'm not getting my value, but then they still see you sign a contract for $10 million, mm-hmm. as in Saquon Barkley, players know, former players know about how we're devaluing. Football officiados know about that, but public fans they don't care about that. Yeah, it, That's generational wealth to them. Yeah, it, You it, lose yeah. them in that argument. Yeah, it's amazing how they'll go against players and side with owners who are worth a lot more than the a players. A lot more than that. <laughs> We're getting a lot more than that. We'd rather side with the billionaires than the millionaires, even though you have more in common with the millionaires than the billionaires. Because the billionaires aren't talking about how much money they make, are they? Well, they don't have to because we see it. It's tangible right there that they own these teams and they own these franchises. But it's always, you'd rather not go for the common man in sports that's trying to make that money than the common man and woman who already have billions of dollars. Mm. And more than that, they'll slide with them. 
but then you try that in their job, and they lose. Oh, you can't slap the owners. He's screwing us employees. <laughs> it's amazing yes. how that eventually happens. Has Dak Prescott done enough, speaking of millionaires and billionaires, to warrant a heads up when it comes to his owner wanting to add a backup quarterback? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.